watched a movie last night Yeah, I've never seen this one before Yes, I swear it's brand new And I'm sharing it with you I watched a movie last night And now I'm sharing it with you December 21st of 1967 with a shiny 83 on Metacritic. Jeremy, you and I both just watched The Graduate. We did, and he graduated, and shenanigans ensued. Oh boy, some shenanigans ensued. So many shenanigans. JT, when you graduated college, did you have shenanigans like this? Uh, no. No? Me neither. (laughs) Nothing from age 21 to 25 even remotely compares to Mr. Hoffman's experience. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you that as like my entire life, um, I have not had a Braddock type moment. Like not, nothing, I have never Braddocked, if that's now a verb. <laughs> I mean, it sh- certainly seems like it should be, no? I agree. I'm, I'm okay with it. it. It feels like it. It feels like this. So, we're going to talk about The Graduate. First of all, when was the last time you saw it, buddy? So, I watched The Graduate during the quarantines. Uh, So, probably month-ish, two months, something like that. Yeah, but before that, like the, like, the, like... Oh. Was that... When was the penultimate time you viewed The Graduate? (laughs) Um, I had probably not seen it in 10 years. Okay. And I haven't seen it... As is clearly the the theme here, I have not seen this since my senior year in high school. Whoa. Ron Briley's American Film History class, <laughs> which I love because it, I know I have seen like uh, twenty of the top AFI one hundred movies in that class alone, and I hate because I haven't seen them in thirty years and don't remember them. So much like Chinatown. I'm watching Graduate. I'm like, I sure hope this one also doesn't have a terrible ending. Well, right. Fair enough. So even this one, because I feel the ending of this, although, you know what? No, never mind. I, I, was, I changed my mind. I was going to say the ending of this one is like so iconic. But as it turns out, if you remember Chinatown, so is Chinatown. <laughs> right. And this is, by the way, 17th on the AFI 100 list. Jeez. So in other words, what, what, what the American Film Institute is saying is if you were to pick a movie to watch... 17 times in a row, this should be that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've seen it just after Sunset Boulevard, just before The General. Fits in nicely there, actually. So, JT, I got some questions for you. I'm ready. I got five important questions I'm sure. about The Graduate. <laughs> and I'm, I got to be honest, buddy, I'm going further into these games. And they're not to make you look bad, as we both know. They're just me having a little bit of fun and, and you you being a great sport. Which sounds like a really nice preface to you're about to look like an idiot, JT, but that's okay. I'm excited. Let's do it. <laughs> I think this might go down as the most challenging question I have come up with so far. Oh, great. <laughs> you know who directed The Graduate, sir? Uh, I do, indeed. Who would that be? Mike Nichols. And we like Mike Nichols, right? Yeah, we're big Mike Nichols fans. He's done a bunch of stuff. There's also a really great documentary about him that I think is on HBO, and I can't remember the name of it. 
but there's a really cool documentary about him. Well, let's try to find that later. So he's an accomplished director. We'd say he did some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, He has indeed. All right. I'm going to name for you a few other very accomplished people. And your task, sir, is to figure out what all of these people have in common. I'm excited for failure, but let's see how it goes. Well, there's a, there's a hint. The hint word is accomplishment. Okay. Okay. So what accomplishment do these, do these people have in common? I will give you seven additional names after Sir Nichols. That's a lot of people. Is it Sir Nichols? Has he been knighted? I don't remember Probably <laughs> being not. knighted. I think he's from New York City, but <laughs> yeah. maybe. So he's not serving in honor of the queen. Okay. First person, Audrey Hepburn. Okay, so far they're old and white or dead. Okay. Well, that's perfect. Perfect, because here's who's next. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> she's neither of them. Well, she's old. Uh, let's see. Whoopi Goldberg, Aubrey Hepburn, Mike Nichols. Okay. I mean, you're Hollywood royalty for sure right now. Keep going. Well, speaking of Hollywood royalty, how about Mel Brooks? All right. Gee, uh, so you've got two actors, two writer-directors. They all... Do they all have an Oscar? Or a Golden Globe? No, because I don't think Nichols ever won an Oscar. Oh, no, he did. He did actually for The Graduate. Okay, keep going. He did win, he did win for The Graduate. He did. Rita Moreno. Which is really hysterical, given our prep conversation a moment back. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Holy moly. Accomplished. So these people all accomplished something. They all accomplished the same thing. But it wouldn't be as you wouldn't make it as obvious as like they've only won like one Oscar, even though they're super famous. Right? Correct. Okay, so it's going to be more obscure than that. Um, yeah, the only rule of this game that I made up is uh, you only get one official guess per, but you're welcome to ask clarifying questions. Well, l- listen, this one I can already tell you that there is no through line coming through right now. So I- I'm going to have to talk my way through this is the only way it's going to happen. Uh, but keep going. All right. Okay. I got three more names with the hope that the last three get you closer. Okay. So the hardest one of those three will be Tim Rice. Holy moly. Okay. That doesn't help at all. Doesn't help. Okay. Uh, Marvin Hamlish. Okay. Do you know anything about Sir Rice or Sir Hamlish? I'm just calling everybody Sir today. Do you know anything about Mr. Rice or Mr. Hamlish? I mean, no. Not like meaningfully. (laughs) Tim Rice is best known as a lyricist. Well, Tim Rice is the guy who did. So Tim Rice is a Disney dude. He wrote wrote a bunch of stuff with... um, uh, Elton John, he did The Lion King and so on and so forth. I know that. Hamlish, I know, is a composer? Composer. He did a chorus line. Okay. Yep. So familiar with what he does, although not helping in this particular instance. All right. The last one, who is also actually a very frequent collaborator with Tim Rice, is Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um. All right. So... This is a crazy list of people. All of them are very accomplished. It's just in general. So what could be a through line that they all accomplished the same thing? 
Is it some okay? So I don't want to guess like Pulitzer or something like that, um, because I you're feel in, like you're in the sphere. Everything you've been musing on, you're 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 in that territory. Okay. What do you think about Angeloid Weber? What's he to you? What 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 is he as a person? Like what's he done that you know? Of? He's theater to me. Okay, and Tim Rice, sing songy, <laughs> lyricist. Writer. Yeah, and then let's switch all the way back to Audrey Hepburn and Mike Nichols. So to be honest, Mike Nichols is what's throwing me off here more than anything else. Because like Audrey Hepburn, I could see her like, you know, I don't know. They all have a Grammy, even though they're technically off. Like, because wait. That because, is true. Because Whoopi Goldberg would have a Grammy for, for comedy stuff. That is true. Um. Oh, man. I want to get now this. Tie one. all of this together. Tie it all together. What have you been saying? Come on. Oh my God, wait. No, no, no. They can't all be EGOTs, are they? Ding, 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 ding. Hey! They're all EGOTs. Okay. Seven of the 15 people who have won an EGOT. No kidding. And for those who don't know, we won't force you to Google. An EGOT is someone who has won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. That's right. Okay, so I guess I... What did Hepburn win an Emmy for? I'm not gonna make you. I'm not gonna make you look that up. Yeah, I'd have to go Google that real quick. <laughs> I actually, the truth is, I don't know the Emmys for most of them because it's kind of the right the the weird one in a, in a way for for so many theater and movie people to also win Emmys is. I actually think the Emmys one is the hard one of the of the EGOT. For me, it definitely is because like I wouldn't know like you know even thinking about like Whoopi Goldberg like what does she have an Emmy for? Does she have it for the View or the Talk or whatever she's on? Like I I would have no idea. Hepburn, I don't remember her being in anything in television. Nichols, I couldn't tell you a single thing he did in TV. Um, I get all the all the 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 Weber Rice. I can see that because there's a bunch of like sound stuff in Emmys that I'm sure people win that I just would never be aware of. Um, that's a great question, and I love the. Uh, that's. Uh, I'm glad I got to it. You definitely helped me, but I appreciate the help. Wow, my goal is not to stump, but to enjoy. All right. Though we weren't speaking of chestnuts, <laughs> we are now speaking of chestnuts. And that old chestnut is, though it has now changed and has changed forever. Because once we make a change to this question, it becomes a permanent change in such a question. Okay. So JT, would the graduate, in the graduate, please place one of the following actors your choices include, please wait for the entire list before moving on. Fave Zane. Yep. Baby Quaid. Yep. Discount Johnny Depp. Yep. Solo Nicole. Yep. Fully Max Cage. Yep. And the one and only David Lopan. <laughs> okay. Not James Hong, David Lopan. Actual David Lopin. Okay, I like. Oh, okay. You can just put James Hong. You're allowed to use just James Hong. But. Uh, all right. So this is fun. I love this question always. Uh, let's see. Cold Nicole is out immediately. Solo Nicole does not work. Uh, I don't know that I could see Baby Quaid doing anything. Um, I don't think Discount Johnny Depp belongs here. I think. You know, oh man, 
Oh man, this is actually harder than I thought it was going to be. But I think I want I think I want Billy Zane. Doing what? I think I want Billy Zane and I think him I think I want him to be Mr. Robinson. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think I could see like Max Cage has the wrong energy for this whole thing. Um, and there's for sure. I could make an argument for Baby Quaid playing a role. Like you could, I could almost put him in. No, I can't. I was gonna say maybe it'd be a stretch to put him in actually as Ben Braddock. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I, you know, it's funny. I toyed with that too. I'm like, could Baby Quaid pull off all of the graduate? You know, I, I would actually be curious to see it. Like, I'd be curious his take, but I don't, I don't think he has enough of that young innocence. Yeah, Baby Quaid does. Innocence is the word. I don't think Baby Quaid is innocent enough to be like. I, there, there's no way that you don't believe that Baby Quaid knows what he's doing. Whereas part of the reason that Hoffman works in this role is because you believe. Like he looks vacant in <laughs> a lot of these right. scenes. And I don't think that's a thing that the baby Quaid has. Yeah, I like Billy Zane. I like Billy Zane as, as Mr. Robinson. I think that would work really well. So my two, I had Billy Zane as uh Mr. McGuire. He's the guy who does the plastics line. Also would work. Yeah. Just just seems perfect for it. But I'm gonna counter you on one. I thought of again, not knowing how it would work out, what about Solo Nicole as Mrs. Robinson, who is a cold character? Yeah, so I, I, I did think that, but I don't know. There's just something. My aversion to to Cold Nicole is just too strong, and I feel like there's a certain amount of. I don't know. Anne Bancroft was just so good in that role. I, maybe that's tainting it. Maybe you're right, and I'm just like I can't get past the fact that Anne Bancroft just is Mrs. Robinson. So, what do you think of Anne Bancroft in this? I thought she was great. Yeah, I think she was like perfect. Like I absolutely despised her and I thought she was super weird and like really, really uncomfortable and um, awkward and perfect. Like all those that I wanted all like that was it, right? Like she was like seductive, but like awkwardly, like all the whole things just worked. Like I, I can't imagine. I think that's why Kidman wouldn't work for me is I genuinely don't know that I can imagine anyone else doing all of the things that Bancroft did in this role. Fair enough. I think, um, I think she was great. I keep thinking about it. Would she have made our cut for uh, the uh, the uh, angry character characters made you angry? I don't quite think so. I don't think she makes Pong, but I think she's close. She's close. The thing is, is that there's a little bit too much ownership on Ben Braddock's part. Like if he was a little more like he he was too complicit. Like if he was truly, truly straight mm-hmm. up taken advantage of then I think the answer would have been yes. Like if he was duped. But there's a point in this. I think where very clearly he becomes part of the problem. And at that point, she stops being as hated and starts being like, you know, the, at least for me, there's a shift in emotion of like, this is no longer just, she's gross. Now they're both gross. <laughs> right. And by the way, this is, none of these are in the official, this is, we're not an official question territory, of course, but in a real time, kind of just leaning to what you just said, who makes this movie more, who is more indispensable Hoffman or Bancroft Hoffman. I'm, I'm mixed. I'm mixed because he was great. Don't, like I'm taking zero away from him, but I'm wondering how many like could others have pulled up. You know, he was 30 by the way doing this movie. 
I, I did. We found that out because you, when at one point you asked me questions as to who do you think is playing age down and you missed this one because he is like 30 playing an 18 year old or a 21 year old or whatever. Honestly, dude, my answer to this question comes down to one particular trait of his that I don't think I've seen anyone else master the way he does. Dude, the blank stare that he has in this movie mm. is irreplaceable. I don't think I've never mm. seen anybody else be that present and that absent at the same time. It's so weird. <laughs> How about Chris Pratt? <laughs> <laughs> As Andy Dwyer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andy Dwyer as Ben would be interesting. So there, in a, I could see like a parallel universe where you make this a comedy and like, it's it, actually this, I'm mad The Office, not The Office, I'm mad Parks and Rec never did this because they should have done it with like, Loretta's character and him and like do a play on this would have actually been very fun. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The thing with that stare is like, it didn't look dumb. It literally looked like, I don't know. It was, it, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's actually unnerving. Like he's actually kind of, he's very creepy in this movie. <laughs> All right. On to the next game. I'm ready. I think this one's harder. I'm not ready, but you got the first one. You got it. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, what do the following movies have in common with The Graduate? Okay. Okay, so we're looking for a common element. Again, in an attempt to sort of like ramp up, we'll start with a, we'll actually start in this case with what I consider the hardest entries, and then I think it gets progressively easier. Okay. Although it, it might be a little tricky. I don't know. We'll see. Blade Runner. Okay. Which, again, in a, I think in this podcast, we do a lot of firsts. I don't think a lot of other podcasts have compared in any way The Graduate to Blade Runner. I'm going to bet no. Okay. Castaway. Oh. All right. Okay, so I, I had made a decision as to where I thought maybe this was going, and now Castaway makes me feel like I'm not right. Okay. You can share with the group if you want, or we'll just keep going. No, well, so my, my original thought was in Blade Runner, I was trying to think, did is there some sort of um, original score from Blade mm. Runner? Because I don't know the music well enough from Blade Runner to be like, maybe that did happen. Like somebody could have done that. Because obviously Simon and Garfunkel were very famously made this song. Um, but then there's no music to be spoken of that I can think of in Castaway. So that's off the table. So I'm back to square one. So keep going. Yeah. By the way, weird fun fact, Castaway has no score when he's on the island. Uh, you know, it's funny that actually dawned on me watching it, not recently, but recently-ish it was on. And I was like, you know what? There hasn't been a single note of music in about 45 minutes. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's really, it's, it's, it's a very interesting and powerful choice. Okay. Lost in Translation. I adore that movie. Um, speaking of great soundtracks. Shoosh, boy. Lost in Translation. Like, okay. I'm trying to think if there's like a through line, like random actor that's in all of these because we just did the top five that guys. I'm like, is there a that guy that's in all these movies together? But The Graduate's from 67. So that kind of takes it off the table. Keep going. And the answer to that is no. There's no common actor. Okay, good. I mean, if there is, I'm shocked too. Right. 
I don't know if you've seen this one. Did you see the 1980s version of Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, yes, I only remember one scene from it, and I couldn't tell you anything else about that movie. Okay, so we'll move on from that. Birdman. Like Ooh. the Michael Keaton one for a couple of years back? Oh, yeah. it's a, it's. Um, I almost just said Inigo Montoya because I'm dumb. But uh, I always the guy who did The Revenant, too. I can't remember his name. He's a very interesting director. Um, okay. What do these all have in common? I can't think of any storyline stuff that they share. Like travel, but Ben doesn't travel anywhere. Um, age difference? No, but that's true in Lost in Translation, right? It older, is. That's older, older, younger. And definitely Tom Hanks is older than the the volleyball. Yeah, he's got at least 30 years on Wilson. Um, Okay, I don't know. Keep going. I'm not sure if you saw this one. Ex Machina? Did you see that? No. Okay, we'll skip it. Uh, Then this will be the final entry in our list. But I think it's the one that helps the most. Inception. Okay. Bong. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah we're asserting right now that there is something that the graduate has in common with blade runner castaway lost in translation birdman and inception um inception so it's not like winners of anything i don't think nope and it's not a story device there's no like through line in the story is it a story device how about there is a common plot element? A common plot element. Okay. Inception is... Which Inception is particularly well known for. Oh, As boy. is The Graduate, actually. It's it's one of those things about The Graduate that I think our generation, or your generation and my generation, doesn't quite know as well as we could have hmm okay i'm really struggling to 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 think of anything right now like what 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 inception's known for i guess is like kind of a cliffhanger is that it go on right not quite how might you rephrase that to get get the win here buddy okay so it's not quite a cliffhanger because it's not actually it's not a cliffhanger ending no, it's actually just an ending where they don't end. Or an ambiguous ending would an, be the definition I had written. Okay, yeah. So yeah, ambiguous ending. Yeah. So none of the there's no closure. You don't actually know what happens left. They just leave a wide open door and then That's you, correct. Okay, that's great. Again, since it's a spoiler-filled episode, I won't say what the ending is. Well, no, I'm going to in a few seconds here. So skip ahead if you need to. The graduate ends with this famous scene of them on the bus. They're elated. They're happy. They just found each other and saved the day. And they look at each other and they get this big smile. And then they go through these ranges of emotions and then fade to black. Yep. Because you don't know, do they live happily ever after? Do they, does Ben get off at the next stop? There's lots of things could go on from here. And they're 21. They don't even know each other. They've had like one real date. Yeah, seriously. So... I wanted to lean into that a bit to bring us straight on into our fourth question. Okay. In 1977, exactly 10 years after The Graduate has 
taken place. Please tell me about the storyline for The Graduate 2. Are Ben and Elaine together? If not, where'd they go? How long they last? What might you do if you were putting together The Graduate Part 2? Okay. More graduator. Um... Graduate 2, Fury Road. <laughs> Graduate 2. Graduate 2, Robinson Strikes Back. <laughs> um, interesting. So I think if I was going to do a 10 year later, The Graduate, so you have to make it interesting, which means, well, first of all, you have to do something with Mrs. Robinson. She needs to be back in the fold somehow. Maybe, maybe this is Mr. Robinson's has has passed maybe this is mr robinson's funeral and for whatever reason we're bringing everybody back together that could be fun so what's what i think is what i'm struggling with is the the key decision like the key decision is are they together or not yeah the movie's so beautifully done that i don't have a strong opinion either way because they really did nail the i don't know but for the purposes of making a second one they have to stay together Okay, here's what I do. They stay together. Uh, they are having a hard time. They wind up going home. So they like moved away. They go home and she sleeps with his dad. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I mean, that's that's on the nose right there. That's, that's pretty strong. And so it's the graduate to Mr. Braddock. And that's just, <laughs> that's the storyline. <laughs> Maybe that she, you know, she's always had this lingering thing that she just felt like they, she loves the guy, but there's just sort of this uneven element in their relationship. Yeah, yeah. She needs she needs some closure. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the, I think the the way to do it is like they have like they're ultimately are happy, but there's a dark cloud that hangs over the relationship, and that dark cloud only has one medicine, and it's she's got to sleep with his dad. <laughs> I thought you were going to say more cowbell, but yours is better. <laughs> I don't know if it is, but. <laughs> How weird is it, by the way, this film only won one of the seven Academy Award nominations it got. Do you know what kind of movies this was up against? This was up against Cool Hand Luke, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, Dirty Dozen, Bonnie and Clyde, Heat of the Night. Like, what a year for movies. Yikes, dude. 67. We talk about like 94 and 2001 and all these 86 and all these cool years for movies. But 67, Camelot, Taming of the Shrew, the original Dr. Doolittle. Oh I could go on. There's a lot in 1967. Which has nothing to do with my final question. Good. <laughs> JT, this might be the most fun I've had making a question since the very last question I asked you. Perfect. Okay. What we're going to do is I've got some quotes for you. Okay. So the first one is one word, plastics. Famous line from The Graduate, the big life advice yep. scene. As, as we agree, could definitely have been delivered by Mr. Zane. For sure. So I'm going to give you some other life advice, inspirational kind of quotes. Okay. You have to name the movie, and should we have time, we will then rank the life advice. But we might skip that, given how long we tend to talk. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Again, these get more difficult as we go. Brilliant. <laughs> so you must name the person who said the quote and the yep. movie it's from. Okay. Try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Yoda. Uh, is that Empire? That is Empire. 
Men who catch fly with chopstick accomplish anything. Uh, Mr. Miyagi from Karate Kid. Correct. That wasn't meant to be a stumper. That was one of the that was that was low hanging fruit, buddy. Yeah, I know. Okay, all right. Get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah, uh, I I know this. I want to. It's not. Is it John McCain? I don't remember who this is. John McCain and is not do- what I meant. You meant John McClain. Yeah, and it's, I it's it, yeah, I did. And it's, yeah, Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption. That's the one. It's a good quote from a good movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> the more you, these, these might be all impossible. I don't know. Again, it's much easier when you're the guy Googling for stuff than put on the spot to answer it. So the more you know who you are and what you want, the less you let things upset you. Uh, I'm going to, I, by the way, just guessing from here on out, uh, that is Sean from Goodwill Hunting. No, that's a phenomenal guess. Actually. It's Bob Harris, which is Bill Murray's character lost in translation. Okay. I also tried to orient around movies. I think you've seen and possibly know well, so I've done my best, but I didn't stick to that too, too much. <laughs> Losers are people who are so afraid of not winning, they don't even try. I married the prom queen. Carla is the prom queen. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I have no idea. <laughs> it's not from The Rock. It's uh, That would have been a good one. It's uh, Edwin Hoover from Little Miss Shun- Sunshine. Dude, you're pulling... like These are not like highly quotable movies. <laughs> when you Google inspirational movie quotes... <laughs> <laughs> and you pick the first article that comes up in the results. This is what happens. And you go through there looking for movies you like. This is what happens. I love Little Miss Sunshine, but I couldn't tell you a single quote from that movie. Okay, it's a beautiful quote. You are not a beautiful or unique snowflake. You're the same decaying organic matter as everything else. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Tyler Durden, Fight Club. Fair. That one actually I probably should have gotten right, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so I have a guess, and I don't think it's right, but I also think, is is it Julia Roberts? <laughs> <laughs> from Pretty Woman or something? Yeah. No. It's, uh, it's the Joker from Dark Knight. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's better, but my answer is funny. <laughs> yeah. The, this one, I've, I have a long shot at you getting. I thought you'd go zero for ten on this, just so we're on the same page. Not not out of disrespect, but just out of, like, I knew how hard this would be. Sure. Life does not stop and start at your convenience. Mm. Um, I don't have any, like, I have absolutely no idea. Donnie. Oh, Big Lebowski. Yeah, that's Walter Subject. And then <laughs> there are three rules that I live by. Never get less than 12 hours sleep. Never play cards with a guy who has the same first name as a city. And never get involved with a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Uh, I don't know, but it's a great quote. Is that not a great quote? I didn't know this either. It's, uh, apparently it's Coach Flintstock from Teen Wolf. <laughs> So if any listener knew that quote 
and you find a way to reach out to us on social media, I will make a custom shirt on Teespring with our logo on it and send it your way. Because that's a ridiculous quote and it's lovely. And I just hope someone out there, like that's their mantra in life. Yeah, if anybody knew that, we need to send them something. I don't know what, but something, because that's hilarious. So I'm sort of feeling like ranking those is feeling a little... uh... It's too many. Yeah, I was going to use a long word, but I know I get chided for it, so I'm just going to say it's too many. (laughs) It's too hard, too hard. Small brain, don't want. But uh, I think you graduated our games here today, JT. Listen, I'm so happy I got the EGOT, and I'm so happy I got Star Wars and the right Star Wars movie. Everything else was not important to me, but now that I know that those were things I could have gotten wrong, I'm so happy I got the ones right that I wanted to get, even if you did help with the EGOT. But that also means that I have to ask you a question. I have one final question for us, which is, Jeremy, rating The Graduate from Rain Man... Mm. to Meet the Fockers. So it should be the Mm. other way around. So from Meet the Fockers to Rain Man, what do you rate The Graduate? I'm going to give it a serious birdcage. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. That's good. I would give it a Tootsie. (laughs) Tootsie's, you know, actually because of watching this, Tootsie went onto my list of movies I I realized I haven't watched in way too long. It's on my rewatch list right now. Uh, it's actually on mine too. I have a little list of this. Uh, it's the same thing. I watched The Graduate and went, I haven't watched Tootsie in a long time. I should probably watch Tootsie again. <laughs> should we Should we do Tootsie in a few weeks? Yeah, sure. Let's do Tootsie. Hey, everybody, we're going to watch Tootsie. You should watch it with us. And as always, thanks for joining us here on the Low Five. Now the time has come for leaving. Fear, now we shall return. We were so glad we could make it, but so sad we got to run. Well, it might be a long time till we raise another glass. Rest assured that next time we'll have ourselves a laugh. Yeah, we'll have ourselves a laugh. Hooray.